Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Nordby. These are the stories of Andrea Knabel and Eric Lee Franks. Andrea Michelle Knabel was the mother of two boys. She was an active member of Missing in America, a nonprofit group that searched for missing adults and children. She used her marketing degree from the University of Louisville to promote the efforts of the group. Andrea had a stretch of bad luck. She had been laid off as an analyst for Humana, and her car had been totaled in a hit-and-run accident. Her family had encouraged her to seek counseling, but Andrea refused. On August 12, 2019, she went to the McDonald's on Poplar Road in Louisville, Kentucky. There she met Ethan Bates, her sister's fiancé, and her nephew. From that McDonald's, Bates took Andrea to the hospital at 3900 Dutchman Lane. Uh, there she received treatment for injuries to her face that allegedly came from an infection. Okay, wait. Where? I know, there's a very unclear as to what that So was. she went to McDonald's with a severe infection that needed treatment... And then went to the hospital? Well, the way that you said that makes it sound very... But, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't make a whole lot no. of sense. And Because um, if I was in need of medical treatment, I would go to the hospital. I wouldn't well, necessarily... I mean, however, she had, she had been laid off from her job. Right. She didn't have money. She went to that insurance. Right. And um, there's times where you don't know that you, it's serious enough that you should seek medical. Sure. And and somewhere along the, the way, that the injury that the that the the alleged infection was so bad that he took her to the doctor. Okay. So um, at twelve or sorry at eleven twenty two, she took a lift from the hospital to to the home where Sarah and her mother. Um, Sarah and Andrea's mother lived on Chickadee Road in the Auburn Park neighborhood. At 12.15 on August 13th, Andrea walked over a mile to her other sister's home on Fincastle Road. They argued and Andrea left about, at about 1.38. She walked to her mother's home and arrived there around 1.54, but she didn't go inside the house. When her phone records were checked, they could see that the phone pinged at the house on Chickadee Road at 6.31 a.m., but after that time, the phone must have been shut off or the battery died because all calls went to the voicemail. Investigators were not able to find her phone when they searched the home. Bates and the fathers of Andrea's children were interviewed by police. Both fathers were cleared as suspects. Andrea Michelle Knabel was 37 years old when she went missing from Louisville, Kentucky on August 13, 2019. She is a Caucasian female with brown hair and hazel eyes. She stands five foot seven and weighed 190 pounds. Andrea's ears are pierced. She was last seen wearing a light-colored tank top, white shorts, and light-colored Nike shoes. If you have any information about Andrea Michelle Knabel, please contact the Louisville Metro Police Department at 502-574-7111.
So it doesn't say um, where the infection had come from or why she had that. Um, but when she was there, apparently it was bad enough that her right. her her brother-in-law-to-be, you know, took her to the hospital. Yeah. But she didn't have insurance. And, sure. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why she might not have gone. She didn't right. think it was that bad or whatever. But that's kind of strange. It is strange. Do we know if... Um, do we know when the hit-and-run accident happened? I mean, would that have happened, something happened to her face in that? It it it, it could have. Okay. It was a hit-and-run, so there was, there was um, uh, so it very well could have. Okay. It very well could have. And there's, you know, there's a hundred different things it could have been. Right, right. And then you had, you had found that the fathers of her children were interviewed and they both were cleared as suspects. What right. about Ethan Bates? Well, he was interviewed, but and uh, but it wasn't clear okay. that he was cleared as a suspect. But not named a suspect, Right, he's not named and sure. he's not cleared. But this was actually very recently, and so, um, but uh, he wasn't, so I didn't, yeah, so that's why. Sure. He wasn't cleared, but um, that's all that was said about him. Sure. And it's just so terrible. It's just terrible, you know? This string of bad luck, and then, you know, did that spur something else? Some some other issues that she had to, she started dealing with? Some mental health issues that, you know, it's just, it's just so sad. I feel like, I feel like any one of us, like it's just one, any one of us are just one trauma away from potentially just kind of, Losing it. Kind of losing it. You well, know? I think that during COVID and with all, and, and then, you know, there were, we're in the middle of a, you know, a social revolution that's happening and right. um, the uh, trials for, for um, the George Floyd murder are going to be happening in Minneapolis in, within the next couple of weeks. And I think that, and then I think that I still feel trauma from the election mm-hmm. and all the aftermath of that, that I feel full. Yeah. I feel full and I think I'm, I, Frankly, I don't know that I need a, a you know a trauma to happen for me to just kind of lose my my uh, balance. Yeah. And so, but if you were a single parent and uh, you lost your job, which means that you've lo- lost your insurance, you lost your car, things could get real difficult for you. Right. I, I it's Louisville, so it's a metropolitan area. And there's public transit, and that's that's something. But um, you kind of lose your steam sometimes. Well, and it, that all costs money. You know, taking lifts or money. Ubers or right. a cab or even, you know, I don't know how much public transportation costs, but it's still a cost. It's still a cost. You yeah. know, and that's not perfect, hauling groceries and... Oh, it's not. You know. It's not. And and uh, it's a blow to the ego. Yeah, I mean, is. I think to be laid off, I, I, I... I've never been laid off. I feel fortunate about that because um, it doesn't have to be anything, no fault of your own. Mm-hmm. It's just circumstances of the business, but it could be devastating. Yeah. And um, our, you know, a lot of our self-esteem and self-confidence comes from the work that we do. Mm-hmm. She had a college degree. She, you know, she, this wasn't, this wasn't part of the plan. And so right. it can throw you for a loop. Um, but yeah, and it's just it. But a couple of bad, a couple. Of, she was laid off. Her car was was um, totaled in a hit and run, and and now she's gone. Right. It's just it's just devastating. Yeah, it is. 
That is, especially since this is what she did for a living. Well, know, and she... I think it was her. I think it was her hobby. Sure. It was a hobby that that I think that it was her her one of her closest friends that was the kind of the founder of the missing missing in America group, and uh, she was she was actively involved in it, um, and it just happens to be yeah. that that she went missing. Eric Lee Franks was 38 years old in 2010. He had recently moved from Ohio to Saginaw, Michigan, to be closer to his teenage daughter and his former girlfriend, Kendra Firmingham, who was the mother of his daughter. Saginaw is located in Saginaw County, Michigan. The county has a population of almost 200,000. It is the largest municipality in the Saginaw, Midland, and Bay City metropolitan area, which has a combined population of roughly 400,000. It's unclear what month Eric moved to Saginaw, but he was residing at the Miller's Motel in Bridgeport Township. He had been staying there for five months. He was listed as having checked out of the motel on March 21, 2011. The owner of the motel would later recall that he didn't see Eric that day. He did, however, see Kendra Firmingham removing items from Eric's room. Eric hasn't been seen or heard from since. Eric wasn't reported missing until November. From when to when? Uh, March. Oh. And I'm not clear why. I'm not clear how, you know, if, if Eric was close to his family or mm -hmm. I know that his, I think that his family lived back in Ohio, mm -hmm. so maybe they didn't talk didn't regularly mm -hmm. or I'm not, it's not very clear. Kendra told authorities that she last saw Eric the day that he checked out of the motel and he was removing his belongings from the room. He left driving north on the Dixie Highway in his bronze or tan four-door 2001 Chevy Malibu with Ohio license plates. The car was registered to his mother. Um, and they, they reference that because he wouldn't have been able to sell it, get a new title, get the oh, tabs. Sure, sure. Um, he wouldn't have been able to do anything with that car other than use it. Mm -hmm. Sometime after Eric disappeared, Kendra moved to Florida. She passed away in 2016. So fast forward to September 2020. A student in California who was apparently distracted from schoolwork was watching a story about Eric's disappearance. She decided to run a Carfax report on his missing 2001 Malibu. What? <laughs> She's an investigator. It, it gets better. It gets better. She noticed that a new title had been issued in Saginaw County on August 21st of 2020 and an oil change in Clare, Michigan on August 31st. What? She notified the authorities. <laughs> I know. I know. This is why we do these stories. Like, I feel like it's these armchair sleuths that are going to figure out these cases. Well, I think that, I think that, um, I think they often have. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she notified the authorities. The car had been bought at an estate sale for a man named Gerald Rutledge. He passed away in 2020. I'm not, it's not clear what month he passed away. Um, the Malibu had been sitting in Mr. Rutledge's garage for nine years. So here's the twist. Eric's former girlfriend, Kendra, was the caregiver for Gerald Rutledge in 2011 when Eric disappeared. No. Yes. Yes. So when they accessed the car, there were stains on the passenger seat and floorboard of the Malibu that could have been blood. There have been no new updates as far as what I could find. Um, 
So I suppose that there is a, a statute of limitations when it comes to... Well, she's passed away. And, and what happened? Because she was young. She would have been, wouldn't have been 45 years old. Yeah. I mean, if she was the same age as he was. Right. <gasps> I don't know. I don't know. So there have been no new updates as far as what was found in the car, or if anything, um, that can point to what happened to Eric. His disappearance remains unsolved. Eric Lee Franks was 38 years old in 2011. He would be 47 this year. He is described as Caucasian, 6 feet tall, and 175 pounds. He has black hair and brown eyes. His left toe has been partially amputated and has no nail. His ears are pierced. He wears a full set of dentures. His hair was chin length at the time of his disappearance. If you have any information about the disappearance of Eric Lee Franks, please call the Michigan State Police at 989-495-5555. So I couldn't find anything new, but really, like, if that's relatively new information... Yeah. That they just found last September. And she was she died before the information was found. She died in 2016. So he disappeared in 2011. She moved to Florida and passed away in 2016. And the car was just found in September of 2020. So how old would the daughter be? Um, it said that she was a teenager okay. when he moved so there he in 2011. She would, she'd be in her early 20s or something. Yeah, okay. I guess. Yeah. Um, wow. I know. I know, and and that there's really no other information about him, which is upsetting to me, because he was gone for five months before anybody re, uh, reported him missing. Sure. And so you know, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. Well, it is, and also um, that he lived, he lived for about five months in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not sure when he moved there. He lived in the hotel for five months. I'm not sure if he lived in Michigan for five months or if he had moved to Michigan prior and then was just in the hotel for five months. It wasn't clear exactly when he moved. Okay. Uh, Because... He moved in 2010, but... Five months... First of all, living in a hotel for five months would be very difficult. Yeah, it would. Um, As a single man, it might be okay. Um... But that seems like a long time to be in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a mature person. So just having having more um, secure housing seems like something that, that you know could have happened in, in this metropolitan area. I just it's just it's just a strange because I, yeah. I would not want to live in a hotel for five months. No. Not, I mean, I, and knock on wood, I hope I never have to. It would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no matter how nice a hotel was. Well, and it says it's a motel. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you can imagine it's not a, it's not a chain hotel where, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's amenities mm-hmm. and, you know, I I have no clue where this hotel is or what it looks but like. It's, but it's, it's, basically it's called a motel. Bed, TV, so it's bathroom. Right. And right. probably maybe a microwave, maybe a little refrigerator, yeah. but not a whole lot of amenities. Right. And it just would be hard to live like that. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, that's all we know about. And her. We don't know much about her. Mm-mm. No. Well, it's, it's, it's strange that she didn't report it. She was the one that would have known. Right. She's the only one that would have known mm-hmm. that he left here at this time. And um, 
the father of my teenage daughter has not called now in, in, in right. several whatever, and there might have been a pattern there. I mean, he moved clo to be closer, and so... Well, and that's the thing is that he moved there to be closer. Right. He so, would Why would he would Why would he just leave? And you know? or just stop communication. Right. And only she would have known that. So, yeah. I mean, oh, exactly when he left or all, all the specifics of that. Right. So she and she would have been ideally the person that reported it, mm -hmm. um, because she would have had the knowledge of when he left last last left the area. Right. Um, the other family members might not know exactly because, right. I mean, if. If I went, if I went missing, my poor parents, they'd have no idea. I mean, they know where I live. They have my address. They all that. And, but I'm not good at calling. Yeah. I'm not good at, I get the, how, I get the big stuff, but I'm not getting a lot of in between. Right. And, um, it makes her, it makes it very suspicious. It does. It does. And she's, you she's know, gone. She's gone. Yeah. And so there's no answers. But there's a 20 year old girl somewhere out there without either a father or a mother. Right. Right. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. What you got this week? Well, I, you know, today is, um, it's March 11th, I think, mm -hmm. in northern Minnesota, mm -hmm. which is usually still middle, dead hard winter. Mm -hmm. But 2021 has brought us uh, early spring-ish. Which we deserved it. We so deserve it. <laughs> there's, an, there's, the only snow here is in the, is in the, in the tree lines, or that's been shoved up, um, in piles. Yes. Otherwise, there's no snow here, and that's just very unusual. Mm. And um, lovely. I love it. We have we did a little celebration when there was, whenever you can see the begin to see the gravel in our parking lot. <laughs> you know, yay! <laughs> and the, the ice. We can see the dirt. Yeah. Which is so sad. It really is so sad. So, Adult but stuff. I had these these winter temperature fun facts. Okay. And I'm not sure how fun they are. All right. I'm not really sure. Sure. But the lowest temperature ever recorded was at Vostok. I think I'm saying that right. Vostok Station in Antarctica. Oh. On July 21st, 1983, it was negative 98.2 degrees Celsius, or a negative 128.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy moly. Uh, I can't... I... The coldest it's ever gotten here was, what, negative 55 without the wind chill? Yeah. Something like that. I can't even... I don't even... I don't even. You, How does anything dead. work? It doesn't. doesn't. It just... You'd just die. <laughs> immediately frozen. Well, which might be true because at 40, at negative 40 degrees Celsius, which is the same as negative 40 degree Fahrenheit, the condensation on your breath can actually freeze. Huh. So at a negative 128.6 degrees Fahrenheit, would just... You wouldn't even be able to breathe. Done. Yeah. Just dead. Uh, some of the other coldest places in the world are Russia... Specifically, Siberia, Finland, mm. and Mongolia. Huh. I just, That's unexpected. I, I actually, it was Finland that I was surprised at. Mongolia. I don't think Mongolia has a lot of 
snow, but it's cold. Sure. But um, Finland, that's I'm interesting. Surprised by that, but um, the months of November, January, and February are winter months in the northern hemisphere. But in the southern hemisphere, uh, for example, Australia, the coldest months of the year are actually June, July, and August. That's so weird. But what about. in Australia? How cold could it get? I mean, really, sixties. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, ooh, ooh. It, which would be fine. Which would be fine. I, I'd be fine with that. It's no big deal. Um, depending, this is this isn't new to us, but depending on the season, some animals animals actually change color. For example, the Arctic fox foxes fur changes to white during the winter, so that it can better blend in with the snow. Uh, monic butterflies actually migrate to avoid cold weather, starting in early fall. They start their journey south and arrive at a very specific location in Mexico in November. Hmm. They start heading back north in the springtime. Wow. I know that. And actually, you How can... far north do they come? Are they even, like, this far north? I've seen monarchs, but I, I don't know. know. Yeah. I've seen monarchs. Um, I mean, I've seen butterflies that look like monarchs, but I've, I've always wondered, like, are they real... Are they actual monarchs? Well, if they have that same coloring, I was raised in South Dakota, and so there's a lot of mon- There was a lot of monarchs through there. Okay. And so, I mean, I, I don't think it would be unreasonable to think that they would be this sure. far north in Minnesota, um, and I suspect southern Canada, sure. and some places there. But um, they will. They kind of. I think they. It seems as if they they either fly in groups or they gather in places because there's. There's a couple of spots that you... There's places that where you'll find a large amount of monarch butterflies in the fall as they're heading south. And huh. it's, I mean, it's amazing. I bet. So there's this little spot near David's hometown of Webster, South Dakota. And um, it's an old shelter belt of a, of a homestead that's it's all um, dilapidated. And the, the, even the shelter, the, the trees are beginning to fall down. And it's... But... It's full of monarch butterflies. Hmm. And it's probably, it's maybe, you know, in, in a one week, it's like their resting spot. Wow. That'd be cool to see. But it is cool to see because when you're there and under, you're standing, they'll, they, they, they flutter and they fly and all, sure. all around you. And it is, it is amazing. Magical. It's amazing. It's magical. Uh, many animals, such as a black bear, hibernate during the winter. In the winter, a black bear's heartbeat can be... They can slow to eight beats a minute from the usual 40 or so. Wow. And they can go as long as 100 days without food. Huh. Which is, you know, three months. That's a long time. It's a long time to go without food and to survive that. Right. Um, though we think of the winter months as usually being quite barren... Uh, of plant life, there are plants like the Chinese plum blossom, the national flower of the Republic of China, that blooms in chilly weather. Because this flower appears just before spring, it is a symbol of hope and perseverance. Deciduous trees lose their leaves in winter to conserve uh, much-needed water, but evergreens have a different method. Evergreen trees have needles or waxy leaves, which don't usually dry, dry out. Thus, they are able to stay green and survive the winter. I've always wondered why they're able to do that. Well, and and I was told that all evergreens lose their leaves. Or no, all evergreens keep their leaves during the winter, and that's not true. Sure. Because the tamarack. Right. Uh, the tamarack. They turn like orange and... But I would say that I, I, I don't know if they're actually... I would assume they're dead. Yeah. And are they replaced? 
I'm curious because... Do the needles fall off or do they just turn colors? Do they actually fall off or do they do they just turn? I, I don't know. I don't know either. And I don't... I, I was... So... Um, and the tamarack doesn't grow everywhere. Right. And it's... It's, it's, but it's, it's prevalent in this area. Mm-hmm. And in the fall, the only reason I even noticed was in the fall when I was driving up here, before I lived here, I would drive up and there would be huge patches of what looked like rust-colored mm-hmm. um, needles on, on pine trees. Yeah. And I thought it was they had been poisoned or they had been, you know, like... They, they were like, dying or something. They were dying because, because it looks like they were dying. Yeah. And, but it was a tamarack, which turns a, and I don't know. I'd be curious to know if they if they actually lose their yeah. needles or not. But they turn a, a rust color or a golden rust color. So um, it's crazy to see it. It is crazy because it does. It looks like they They're were dying. Yeah. That, that that somebody that that they they got Roundup or they yeah. got they got some kind of poison and they are dead yeah. because they're also a skinny little scraggly pine tree. Mm-hmm. They're not a. A robust treat anyway, no. but they are they are on the scraggly side and they um I think they like the swampy area. Sure. But when you're driving when you're driving north from let's say the Twin Cities, um, you begin to see large pockets of that. And it looks like it just looks like it was poisoned. Yeah. Because it's it's so unusual. My last my last fun fact, winter fun fact, is that holly has been traditionally used as a decorative element during the holidays. Um, during the holiday season, but why? Some have speculated that the Northern European pagans used holly in ceremonies because it was a symbol of rejuvenation. Huh. Interesting. Where our traditions come from. Strange. It is strange. What do you have? I have funny tweets about kids busting their parents. What? Mm -hmm. Are we supposed to laugh at that? Yes. Okay, I didn't know because I'm not a parent. I don't have children, Uh so I just wasn't sure if if it was rude. My daughter caught me eating the last piece of her birthday cake, and the look she gave me will haunt me for the rest of my days. <laughs> may never recover. <laughs> Snitches get stitches may not have been the best thing to say to my son when he caught me eating my husband's ice cream. <laughs> I know this. I know this now. <laughs> what? And, and I, wait, the interesting thing is when I... When my son caught me eating my husband's ice cream. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was not like she accidentally. Right. She just got caught. She got caught. Yeah. Snitches. Snitches get, get stitches. stitches. <laughs> oh, Santa's not stopping at your house. Nope, nope. My three-year-old caught me eating his potty training re- reward jelly beans by the handful. I told him it was okay because I used the potty a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> One for you, 75 for me. Right, right. <gasps> My daughter caught me throwing out some artwork of hers. So if you could donate to our GoFundMe, we can get her a nicer mom that she's requested. <laughs> thanks, thanks for your support. Yes, yes. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. But the look, uh, the you might not forget that either. Trust is gone. Trust is gone. Yep, it is. The innocence is gone. Right, right. You've damaged her for life. <laughs> yes. Just got busted by my toddler when a toy announced, It's learning time! From inside of a black plastic garbage bag in the back of the van. 
<laughs> always take the batteries out. Always, if you're trying to throw something away, take the batteries out because it will go off. And shut that sucker off. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, no. My toddler caught me in the middle of taking a selfie and gave a look so disapproving. We, we reverse roles. She's the dad now. <laughs> uh, a look of disgust. Just, <laughs> you know, children make us better people. They Our do. Children make yes. us better people. Mm-hmm. Or better liars, maybe. I'm not well, sure. I'm I don't sure. know. Better Depends hiding things. <laughs> My 10 year old caught me hiding candy, so I did what any good parent would do I paid him off. Oh. <gasps> You saw nothing. You <laughs> know nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my daughter caught me trying to organize her playroom, and I and now I've been sentenced to three hours of playing Barbies. Barbies for three hours. Oh my gosh. That's its own kind of torture. Oh, there's only so many outfit changes, and uh, well, and the child was a boy. It would be three hours of Legos. Oh so, gosh. I mean, or I don't trucks know. or whatever. Or trucks yeah. and Legos. Oof, duh. Trucks, Legos, and dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so this one um, was on New Year's Eve. My kids caught me moving the clocks forward, so now I'm stuck playing Uno and sipping juice boxes squeezed into flutes until actual midnight. Yeah, you can't. You can't try to do that. Try to change the clocks. I've thought about it, but... Just it's not a good idea. I never thought I this uh, again. I'm not. I don't have children, but <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know why I didn't think because you have to change sixty five clocks. Well, you have to change house. so many of them. Yeah. I mean, I still have one clock that's still. <laughs> well, it's right twice a year. Right, and it's still waiting for or the twice time a day. To I mean, twice a year, twice a day. Yeah, that's waiting for the proper time to come back around right. because it's an hour off, and it's been right. an hour off for. Six months now. <laughs> it's one clock that I I don't I just noticed it the other day and I'm like, ah, it just yeah. feels like a failure to me. I mean, it just like... My son caught me swearing at a video game yesterday, but in my defense, I had no idea he was there. <laughs> oh, so it's okay to swear? Is that what you're saying? It's okay to swear? I don't know. Or it's. It's just not okay to swear in front of oh, children. I think I think his point was that he's not okay to swear in front of his children. Okay, well, because I wasn't sure. I just want to know when I can swear and when I can't swear. What's the what's the parameters for that? Right. Because I need to know. Usually in front of the child. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Three year old caught her dad called her dad a sneaky boy today because he got caught sneaking a scone. <laughs> Stopped laughing. <gasps> sneaky boy. <laughs> And really, a scone? A Just scone. let him have a scone. Yeah. It is basically a dry biscuit with a little bit of fruit mixed in. <laughs> it's not like a big deal. It's not like candy right. or a handful of jelly beans. Right. <laughs> my eight-year-old caught me counting the months on my fingers and yelled, Mommy, you're cheating. I'll remember that come math homework tonight, kid. <laughs> we don't need that kind of reminder. We don't. We don't. This is my last one. My three-year-old caught me watering down his juice the other day. So when he asks for more to drink, he stands like guard in front of the water dispenser to stop me from betraying him again. <laughs> that kid has been drinking one-third <laughs> juice, two-third <laughs> water his whole life. Yep, you're never going back to watered-down juice once you Ever. know it's watered down. 
Yeah. All and all trust is broken. All trust. Yeah. Yeah. But I just want to say, how clever are these parents? I know, I know, they're good. I mean, you've tripled your juice. Yes. When you when you are done with that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do that with wine. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard of people doing it. Right. Like putting ice cubes in their wine or whatever. Sure. And, right. Uh, it yeah. looks fancy. Looks fancy. Yeah. It's so <laughs> bougie. 